From the Brooklyn Paper Building in beautiful downtown Brooklyn, this is Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm your host, Vince DiMascelli, along with my co-host, of course, Anthony Rotano. Tony, how are you? I am doing well watching this storm about to break above us. This is so exciting. Before I came into the studio, uh, it is Tuesday, of course. It is Tuesday, July, what is it, July what? 17th. July 17th. 2018 this is around 2:30 p.m. That's always the time for Brooklyn Paper Radio, and on tu- on Tuesdays every Tuesday. Yeah, so I checked out the Doppler radar before I the came Doppler. In. Yeah, and I saw that. You know, I said we got to go open up the shade because I want to see this storm roll through, and it is rolling through, it, but it hasn't started raining yet. No, it's sort of suspending the action, but we are we're captivated. Yeah, when I was a kid. During the summers in New York City, growing up in New York City during the summers, which I did, by the way, on beautiful Staten Island. When I would bucolic, bucolic, yes. When I would, uh, we would play ball like all morning. Yeah, and inevitably in August, usually in August. Now it's July, you know, because of whole the the the, what do they call that? Nuclear warming. Nuclear warming. Yeah, because of that. What's happening is it's happening in, in July, but usually around this time, around 2.30, we'd finish playing ball or something like that. Remember Tennis Whiff? Tennis Whiff. I was going to say it was Whiffle Snout, something like yeah, that. Yeah. We, we, oh, there it is. Whoa. That's good. I'm glad you're getting it. These are not Call sound the effects, Call ladies the game. and gentlemen. Yeah. These are not sound effects. So we'd play not the game. Upgraded. We'd be done. And then all of a sudden, the clouds would roll in around this time on an August day. You know, So all of us would get together and we'd get into the garage because oh, we, yeah. we all had garages like, like we were in Silicon Valley, you know. Only Startups. We, we were not starting up anything. You started up tennis with. Yeah, no, we would like, you know, we had a, a pump to fill our football <laughs> with and, and, and maybe the tires on the bikes or something like you that. You didn't need an app for that back then. No, you didn't. You, and you, you, and didn't. You, can't, you can't use one today. But the point is, we'd, I'd, we'd sit in that garage on those old, we'd open the garage up. And it wasn't even electric garage. Like you had to, like, oh yeah, you had to. There was a, a lock on and a latch, like a brick. Yeah, and it'd make this noise, and then you'd lift it up, and it would go up like that. And then we'd sit there on those old fold-out chairs. You know those, sure. The fold-out chairs that were kind of made of like some kind of mesh material. Like yeah. Like that was kind of weaved. The woven together. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They would sort of fray line was, by yeah, line. Yeah, and they were blue and yellow yeah. or something like that. And we'd sit on those chairs and you'd watch the storm roll in, and then the lights would come on on the street. Oh, sure. Because yeah. it got so dark, mm-hmm. the lights would come on, and then the storm would come. And it Buckets. would rain for, yeah, cats and dogs for like, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. And then it would just clear out. Yeah. You know? And then the steam would come off the street. I could still see it. The steam coming off the street. And then we'd uh, we'd go back. It'd, it'd be a lot cooler. Uh, totally. It cools and that you down. And be, that'd be the second game of the double It smells honey. better. I love the smell of rain on pavement, on blacktop. There's something about it. There's so it smells better. There's something about it. Yeah, after that's all done, it's, it's wonderful. Um, I, I'm looking, you know, we're still in... With bated breath, waiting for the rain to fall. Oh, it's coming! I saw All it. All I see are people across the way looking. We could the call same our way. friends in Reading, New Jersey. They already got in Scranton, Pennsylvania. They already got down. They already got this stuff. Well, they've already got this. We're stuff. waiting. Now it's, it's coming here. It's coming. It's moving easterly across what we call the 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 North River. Yeah. Otherwise, and then, a, and then across across the the West River. The West River. The West River. Which are otherwise known as. The Hudson River and the East River. Oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. That's how we do it. I'm confused by the geography, which we don't normally rely you have on to here. Read, you have to read um, uh, Pete Hamill's book. I want to get him on the show. I don't know how he's doing. But uh, I've, I've tried to get him on the show a number of times. And he's gotten back to me and said he wanted to do it. And then there'd be radio silence. But Pete Hamill uh, wrote a story. I think it's called Downtown. 
um, and it's about downtown Manhattan, and he talks about the North River, because when he was growing up, that's what they called it. And not surprisingly, I have in my office an old um, map of Brooklyn. Mm. Oh, that, it, the one, the yeah, big one. the big one on the wall. Yeah. And it has a portion of Manhattan on it, and it doesn't say the Hudson River. It says the North River. Oh, that's so interesting. Now, the interesting thing about that is that map is only from, like, 1989 or 90 or 91. So or not like long ago. So back then, Hagstrom's, big, you know, now they say Google Maps. Sure. Back then, it was Hagstrom's. That was know? the brand name That was for the, the brand name. That was, what the, that was the map. That was the map maker. You know that song? Map, maper, map, maper, make, make me a map. Find me a map. A no. Street. <laughs> Show me a river. <laughs> is that it? Wow, here it comes. Catch me a cul-de-sac. No, that is <laughs> not it. a sound effect. It is thunder rumbling overhead. You know, looking up at these tall, tall buildings, it reminds me of um, a story you told me yesterday, which I, I thought would be fun. Oh, what happened to me this weekend? Yeah. No, I went to see, with the kids, the Pedernados. Of course. Uh, Michael and Jonathan. Michael thing. and Jonathan. And the boy, and obviously uh, my wife and all that and stuff. Ma- and Mike Sr. and Mike's his wife. the dad and, and Patricia. P- Patricia. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're gonna go with them to uh, Historic Williamsburg soon. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, that's going to be fun. But this weekend, we decided, hey, we hadn't seen them in a while. We haven't seen the Pedernados. We were in Pedernado withdrawal. So How does that feel? That's terrible. You've got to understand, the Pedernados are awesome. So... We, we needed to go see the Pedernales. We decided we are going to go see a movie. So the boys decided they wanted to see Skyscraper uh, with Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. And um, Did you smell what he was cooking? Totally. <laughs> oh, he's fantastic. Smell-o-vision, they call we saw, we no, saw he's the, great. We saw the Jumanji movie, and I went in there with no expectations sure. whatsoever, and it was fantastic. Which is a lot. That's a great review. I'm a big fan of the original Jumanji. I got to say, Rock the Dwayne Johnson is not my joke. I heard that someplace else. I don't know where. Rock heard, the Dwayne. I heard it someplace else, and I thought it was very funny. I, I like that. I wish I could give credit, but you know, I'm all over the place. It flows off your tongue. So we go to see Skyscraper, and I it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was as good as Jumanji. Oh, okay. But it was a good movie, and we, we had fun. I mean, it, it did what it was supposed to do, but it just reminded me a little bit of this, this time in my life when my wife and I, we, 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 we were having some problems. Sure. Let's, you know, we were on the outs. Let's just say that. Let's yeah. just be clear. And she got this job out in California. And I had to go out there uh, because there was going to be some party or something. And I had to go what out there. What time of year was it? I think it was around Christmas time. Okay. And we flew, I flew out there. And when I'm out there, you know me, I don't like to fly, right? No, you're very apprehensive about yeah, when I, a plane. If you took my blood pressure while I was on a plane... You'd probably they would probably give me all sorts of medication. They just pump you full of it. They'd medicate me, whatever. So I'm on the plane, and this guy next to me notices it. Yeah. And he says to me, "You don't like to fly?" He says, I'm like, "I don't really don't like to fly." And he says, "You know what you do when you get to um, when you get to where you're going, LAX, in well, this wherever case, it might be. Yeah. You get back, you get back to the hotel or wherever you're staying. Just take your shoes off and kind of crinkle your toes." In the rug, he's like, you'll love it. It'll just make you feel so much better. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give that a shot. So I get to, you know, we land at the airport. Yeah. I get back to the, I get back to the, well, I get to my wife's place, Nakatomi Place. Now, she was a bigwig at this place, and she had like this. Uh, That's like a huge tower out in L.A., in the yeah. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Right? You've heard of it? I think so. Okay. So what happens is I meet her there. And she doesn't even want to talk to me because she's very upset. Yeah. And her boss is like this big wig Japanese guy or something like that, you know? And she doesn't even want to talk to me. 
and we immediately get into like a little bit of a, a, a tizzy. Yeah. Right. And she, so she has this one photo of me on the desk. Right. You know, with the family. Yeah. And back then, oh, I was back then. I was a cop. I didn't. I didn't say that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Following in your dad's footsteps. Yeah, I wanted to get into that that business. That brief period. Yeah. yeah. So I a detective. You know, New York City. So, and I didn't want my wife to go to California, but I did anyway. You know I mean, she you went anyway. Yeah, she went. She which went, caused I, 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 a spat. Right. So she puts the picture down <laughs> on the table. Down on the desk. Face down on, on the desk, right? I do the whole thing with my feet, and now I'm in my socks, stuff like that. Turns out that was a really, really bad idea, taking my shoes off. Very bad idea. Why is that? Well, what happened was these guys came in, and it, it, it seemed like they were terrorists. They were professionals. Yeah, they were professionals, right? I mean, they knew what they, they were knew doing. What they were doing and That's scary. Yeah, and I was I and I kind you know being a cop, I hear all this like to do going on. Yeah, and I didn't have time to get my shoes back on. They were still doing construction. So you see how this is very much like what happened in Skyscraper. Did you see Skyscraper? I, I haven't seen it, but I have read the reviews, and it sounds so much like what it, I've it's read. very similar yeah. to, to my own life. Yeah. So I go upstairs into parts of the building that are that are still being built while these guys are there, and the whole time these guys realize that I'm, well, I had to kill a few of them. Uh, well. Right when you have professional terrorists, you usually no, have to kill I a didn't. few. Yeah. And the only person that would help me, there was one cop on the ground, who he was like the only friend I could make. Yeah. Everybody else, the FBI came in. They're flying in and he was, was he reluctant to help at first, or like did you have to convince he, him? I or? can, I, you know, I kind of well, I I killed two of them and I threw them out the window. Oh right, right, right. All right, and that kind of convinced him that he oh, this saw guy, the falling bodies. This guy yeah. means business, and he knew that I had to be a cop. Because I could I could recognize a fake ID because these guys had fake. You IDs learn that on the force. You do learn that on the force. Yeah, but I think his bosses then no idea. Now right? who wh- who were did you ever find out who the who sent the the terrorists? Turns out they're not terrorists after all. It turns out these guys were just bank robbers, and there was a bunch oh. of money at the bottom of Nakatomi Plaza. No way. Yeah, and they, you know, they were just there for the money after all that. Well, guess what? Two Tell great me. things happened. Two great things happened. My wife and I reconciled. All right? Incredible. No, we reconciled. I mean, I ended up saving her life. There was this one guy who worked with her. Real, I mean, he, he kind of like, like, you know, it's like one of these guys, that, it, they look like they're on cocaine and yeah. stuff. And, and he thought he was kind of like a big wig. And, and like you know, and he and he played this game with the terrorists. Ends up getting himself killed. Well, I tried to never talk. Never play with terrorists. I tried to talk him out of it. Yeah. You know, and As I you would. I cut my feet. That was the bad thing. You know, there was lots of there was so much. I had kind of like glass shards and stuff. Yeah. Shard in in my feet. Shards in my feet, and all that. And on top of that, uh, no. But the good things were I reconciled with my wife and I made a friend, and that friend was the cop down at the bottom there, and. You know, his name escapes me, but I think he went on. He had a bunch of kids, and he had some weird kid with suspenders. But um, his name escapes me. But what I taught him that day was that it's okay to shoot and kill people again because he had this problem, you know, his own problem on the force. So he had to work a desk for years because he accidentally shot a kid. Now, I'm not saying, like, that's terrible. Awful. It's terrible. But, you know, when uh, the, I guess the the mastermind of the... uh, 
the bank of the bank, bank robbers. robbers who eventually I threw out a window as well. But the, the mastermind, I, th- I think it was his brother or somebody. He was very upset and he came out of nowhere, almost like Jason in one of those oh, movies. Yeah. Like, like you thought like he was Friday dead the and then he's not movies. dead. Yeah. He got hit by my limo driver with a car or something like that, you know. And what happened? He comes out of nowhere and thankfully, you know, the cop had the gumption and and the nerve to to shoot that guy dead. So the ringleader. It was the ringleader, like his brother or his right-hand man. Oh, got it. Okay. You know what? So I just, he overcame that. I flew back to New York and forgot all about it. Until? Just forgot. Oh, until... You there, saw the movie? Well, uh, until I saw the skyscraper. And I think there were some other episodes in my life where you know there were planes involved <laughs> sure. and Samuel L. Jackson. But Robbing maybe the Federal Reserve or I something don't know. like that. It was all... It's all I, you know what? I saw, I saw a skyscraper this weekend, and it was a very good movie, and it reminded me of my life. What a life you've lived. It is. It's very interesting. That's incredible. Well, now I've really got to see it. I wish that first... I wish someone was recording your life back then when you were out there in that, it would be, in that visit. Because that could make a great that movie. That would make a great movie. I just... I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you looked a lot like Bruce Willis. I had, I had uh, less hair. You <laughs> It's grown back. It's grown in back your old in. age. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you uh, for working with me on that. Today. I. I every and I want. I want to apologize tell, to the listeners. No, that was. <laughs> I. I want to apologize to the listeners for, not, not being rapid, razor sharp with my replies. <laughs> but I also want to reward the listeners by letting them know this is very exciting. Um, Vince and I got a call. What maybe an hour ago? Just a little while ago. Following last week, you know, we had uh, Democratic Socialist State Senate hopeful Julia Salazar on to talk about her campaign to win a state Senate seat representing a big swath of North Brooklyn. And an hour ago, we got a call from someone on the campaign of the sitting state senator who she is challenging, who wants to come in and talk to us and. It's thrilling because Brooklyn Paper Radio is really where, you Th- know, that's politics the, happen here in That's Brooklyn. the power of Brooklyn Paper Radio. Yeah, you know, so to all of you elected officials, we're here. We've got airwaves. We've got a microphone. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so we're looking forward to having State Senator Martin Dillon come on in the next couple of weeks to to tell constituents why maybe they should keep him in office. And it's only fair, I would say. I would say it's more than, yeah, it's totally it's fair. It's only fair to have him on. Like, and, you know, we When they call me up and they're like, you know, Mr. DeLine wants to come on the show, um, I said, who? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I said, I said Kevin, look, Kevin I, DeLon? I cover a lot of I cover a lot Matt of places. Matt DeLon? I cover a lot of Get him in here. I loved Kevin DeLon in... Uh, in Entourage. Yeah, he was very good. He and was, uh, he was in one of my favorite movies, Heaven Help Us. Oh, yeah. Old Brooklyn movie. Yeah. Yes, very good. And now he's representing the people. No, <laughs> um, he is not. That's Martin DeLon. Um, and so look look for him in, or listen for him in an in a, in a upcoming show. But today, I, I think, you know, I'm so excited about the program for today's show. Why is that, Tom? Because in life, you know, the only people who know nothing are the people who say they know everything. And I think that there's always room to learn, even if you've been on the job for 20 years, for 10 years. And so today I'm really excited because we're we're going to, you know, make the students the teachers, really? right? That's what we're doing. And invite the interns to take over. No, we have to have... we. Listen, one of the great things about doing this job is, you know, teaching the journalists of tomorrow. It's true. And, you know, every year... 
we have uh, some great interns that come with us. So my favorite interns, as you know, my favorite interns, and no disrespect to the interns sitting right in front of me, are the interns that come from uh, Brigham Young University out there. They're a great crop. In uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. They come every year and they in in uh, June and early July. And we had Saul... Uh, Saul Marquez. Saul Marquez was here. And we were, Phenomenal. We were, we were going to have him on the show, but we had vacations. He was too busy working. And, yeah. <laughs> He was he was he was getting the scoop. I I think he, you know, the expression we like to use in the business is he it was he was up to his eyeballs. He was up to his eyeballs. I am up to my eyeballs. News. Yeah, I am dealing with whales, and your radio show is a minnow. It it was a minnow in the sea that Saul Marquez. But sails. he was great. So he was one of. So it's always great to be able to have these interns come in and they get their kind of their first taste of what it's like to be a journalist. And you know, I, I hate to break the news to you, we're in the big city. A, a very big city, yeah, this soon is to not, be the third biggest in this country. Yeah, this is not an internship at some small paper in Montclair, New in, in Montclair, New Jersey, or no, something like that. Nor, right? nor is it the Poughkeepsie Journal of my youth. You know, it is the Brooklyn Paper. You wrote a and you wrote a co- high school column. I was a teenage columnist for the. Poughkeepsie that sounds like Journal. a movie. Yeah, I, I wish um, I was a teenage columnist, I, starring Bruce Willis. You know, I had I had the foresight back then, I should have turned my my gig into a book, but. You know, nowadays I don't think that people would buy what I had. Who's to say. playing you in the movie? I was a teenage columnist. The, uh, the young me Tony in a movie. I see. Back, you know, if you asked me ten years ago, I would have said maybe Zac Efron. But I can see that today. No, he's too. He's gotten way too big. He's I'm a put little a, leaner. Yeah, he's put on a little his muscle. His face has aged, so he doesn't look like a youthful me. I, I I hate to say it. I don't know who the kids are on screen these days. Like mm. I don't know who the young and I can't mm. say Jake Gyllenhaal. He's too old to play a teenage me. I don't know what he looks like anymore. Um, Gyllenhaal. I yeah. I so can we say Zac Efron of ten years ago? The Zac Efron of High School Musical. Yeah, film. of high school. Like that would be me in a nutshell. Um, but not the throw Zac- some glasses on him. Yeah, but not but not the Zac Efron from of Baywatch fame. No. No, not if, at all. If you even gain fame from that movie. Another Dwayne the or the Rock Dwayne Johnson. That one film. I didn't see. I did I missed it. But it's on uh, it's on one of the channels that I have on my Apple TV. Oh, okay. One I, of them. One of them. Well, you have these channels. You don't even know what channels you have until you go and figure it out. You got to sit there and yeah, figure I, it out. Yeah, I can only I mean, I see if there's an app, you got to download the app, but it's so funny. This is such a tangent, but uh-huh. I think about these things, about the way technology has reshaped. You know, watching television. I don't watch cable TV. I exclusively watch television. You know, via the internet, whether it's through Netflix or through individual networks apps. Right. And it's so funny. You know, I was thinking about the advertisements you see. You know, on those shows when. You stream it on the big screen, like uh, this purple mattress company that makes a mattress that looks like nothing I'd want to sleep on because it's a giant purple grid. There's no, it doesn't resemble a mattress. Other other companies that you would never see on cable television, but now you know they've changed the whole paradigm by offering streaming and advertising. And this is so random, but it was circulating through my mind as we were talking about the app channels on Apple TV, although they are probably not advertised. Well, that's the thing. A lot of the channels that you get, you're, you're paying for, but there are channels that you Do can. they air commercials, though? Some, yeah, there are some channels that have commercials. This is one, I don't know, there's this one, I forget the name of it, Ubi, Ubi or Ubi or something like that. Yeah. And it, it has, like, one day I came across it trying to find, like, an old sketch. Oh, an old sketch from Friday's. 
I think it was I watched a Man on the Moon movie uh, about uh, about Andy Kaufman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a sketch from Fridays on that, and I wanted to see the original sketch, so I wanted to see if you can get my friend. And there's this channel called Ubi or Ubi or Tubi <laughs> or something like that, and it has all the Friday, the old a- a- Fridays was a it was ABC's answer to Saturday Night Live, and it was, oh got it, it was okay. on Friday it was on Friday nights at at eleven thirty or something like that, and they would have a musical guest and all that stuff. And so Ubi, Ubi has all these old shows. Yeah, so it has all the old shows, but oh, Ubi is not. It's a free app, but when you're watching it, there are commercials. There are commercials. Yeah, yeah. there are commercials, but they have like the wacky stuff like. Like Fridays. Yeah. Well, one, now that you're mentioning, one of the ones was for like a hair a hair growth supplement for men, I think called Keeps or something like that, which I've only otherwise seen on Subway advertisements. So it's mm. interesting to me. You know, I don't think you're spending that much. Did, they, did you see an ad for, doc, for Dr. M.D. Tush? Not Dr. M.D. Tush yet and not Dr. Ziz, Zizmore, um, the facial reconstructionist who also advertises on the subways, but okay. you know, MD Tush is old school though. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is he? Oh, he's MD was he Tush, a subway advertiser. Oh, he was a subway advertiser. Did laser laser uh, surgery on your butt? And they, I would hope they showed the before and after. They didn't actually show before and after. I but, guess that's X-ray. But they they used you know strong language as to what the problems might be down there. Huh? There was some strong language. Not um, for young eyes or ears. Oh, or ears. Yeah. MD Tush, there he is. No longer in business. Uh, well, maybe I don't know. Uh, there, there was an issue. You can Google it. You look, you look it up. I think there's some, some channels on on the uh, on the Apple TV that you can go back and see all that stuff somehow, or something. I don't know. Fodder for another show once I've yes. re-educated so myself. we're bringing in our interns today. Yes. Now the I, Ben is back, by the way. Ben's back. Yeah, he's back from. We got to bring him the in. Blotter, so I'll get him in here. All right, Ben Verde, or as I like to call him. Benjamin Green is our intern covering the Brooklyn Cyclones. Now, every year uh, we have somebody cover the Cyclones. Yeah. Either it's me or it's Ben or it's um, or it's no one. Matt but, John. Oh, Matt John was last year. We had him do it, right? Another Brigham Young. Basically, what we do is, come on in, Ben. What we do is we, we, we bring in interns because we want to give them an opportunity to really, you know, sink their teeth into uh, New York City journalism. Yeah. So this year we brought in Ben to do the Cyclones coverage. And I think this is the greatest internship in the world. If I had the opportunity to do this internship when I was a, uh, when I was a, uh, a, a, young, a young college go-getter. Tennis with yeah. all-star. I'm a little older, but. I would have jumped. I would have jumped. We still play tennis with. We oh, played tennis with until our 20s. Okay, well, there you go. Right. I would have, uh, I, I would have, I would have jumped at this opportunity to cover a minor league baseball team. You know, it just seemed to me when I was that age, you know, in the 80s and early 90s, yeah. like minor league baseball teams played, they, there were no minor league baseball teams in the immediate New York City area. Oh, really? Like, there was no Trenton team. There was certainly no Staten Island Yankees. Yeah. There was no, um, uh, Brooklyn Connecticut Cyclones. Tigers. Yeah, uh, well, th- there were teams like that, but you would have to go like way upstate You'd have or to go far out into far Connecticut. Field. But like within fifty miles of New York City, there was there was nothing. Yeah, and still because most of the, the teams are in backwater. Look, there's Ben Verdi. Look at he's so good, he knows when to jump right in. He jumped right in, and there he is. I want to welcome him to the show, Ben. Ben, just tell him quickly. Tell us a little about yourself, where you grew up, and why you love uh, being an intern here at the Brooklyn Paper. Well, I grew up uh, about 10 minutes away from here in Carroll Gardens. Get out of town. Yeah. and Grew up reading the Brooklyn paper. I did. The Brooklyn paper's always been my neighborhood newspaper. 
the the most my earliest memory of the Brooklyn paper I was about 10 or 11 years old and my mom was reading the crime blotters which I'm now working on right now you just, got back you just got back from a precinct. From an unsuccessful attempt to get the crime block. Which precinct? 84th. 8-4. 8-4, yes. Come on. No, let's let's right, use the right. vernacular. i got to tell them about the vernacular. <laughs> hey. When we're talking about these things amongst ourselves, we say the 8-4. The when we're writing about it mm-hmm. for the people, we say the 84th precinct. Right. Okay? All right, so you went to the 8-4, and what happened? Well, they had no blotters there because I'm doing it for Julianne, and I didn't know we were supposed to call in advance and before we showed up to get the blotter. All right. They prefer a heads up. We'll yeah. get him a little we'll bit get, later. We'll get him after the show. So what did they say? They said come back. They said come back in an hour. Now you got in before the rain because it's... I did I, get in before the rain. I think it's now. just starting to come now. It's just now. starting to drizzle. Is there it drizzling? Some, there are some terrifying lightning No, now it's coming down. Now there's like hail out there. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're going to start... There it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I feel think like I'm in Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> this is what it was like. Was it? Oh, it was just like this. It sounds like it. Look at that. Listen to that hail, folks. Oh, man. It is coming down hard. Yeah. So, uh, so you didn't get wet, but you... you I didn't you get wet, but now it seems I'm going to, eventually. Did you bring an umbrella? No. Okay. Totally now, what's the first rule you learned working with Brooklyn? What was the first thing that you actually, like, wow, that's, a, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Go. It's been a lot, you know. It's been an information overload. All I right, so just give me one thing. The, rake the brain. Just give me uh, one thing. One thing well, that he's learned. Well, when you're speaking about the precinct, you have to call it the 8-4, not the 84. There you go. Hey. See that? That's something I learned. That's it. And you learned that recently. I learned that just a couple of seconds ago. Yeah. See? You're always, always learning always here. Always learning in here. Yeah. Always, it's always learning. Now, tell us a little bit about it. Now, you were in like rock bands and stuff like that? I was in rock bands, yeah. One of them was actually written up in the Brooklyn paper. Get out of town. years ago. We yeah. wrote about you yeah. before you were an intern. Before I was an intern. For no good reason. Well... The reason was I was my rock band. Was There's always a reason in the Carroll Garden in the basement of the Carroll Gardens Library. Huh? Oh, you did a concert in a library. We did several concerts in a library. It was very strange. And you were doing like music of Schoolhouse Rock. Kinda, yeah. Like what was it? Give me a song. Conjunction, junction. Oh, conjunction, junction. What's your, your function? function? Hooking up phrases and somethings and clauses, mm-hmm. right? That's how it goes. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. You got to know that. I got to know that. All right. How many different types of words are there? You're. In, what's your major? Journalism. How many different types of words are there? No idea, really. Oh, Jesus Christ. I feel like that's an English major thing to know. <laughs> what do we deal with in, in journalism? The English language. There you go. Yeah. Know your types of words. Bobby, you know how many different types of words there are? Nine. Nine! Really? He got it! Wow. Do you know what they are? Oh, come on! <laughs> but you know there's no. nine. Nine was the first number that came to mind. It wow. just came to mind, but you don't But you don't know what they are. No. Oh, the kids today. I, I Wait, will confess, no. I didn't know when I was asked this question at my job interview. I do ask the question at job interviews, and I think it's a very good and question. And I still got the job, remarkably. <laughs> so wait, where are you going to college now? SUNY Purchase. So SUNY Purchase is where? Westchester County. Well, that's not that far away. Not at all. No. So, no. do you do you live up there, or do you? Uh, I live up there. I'm I'm down here pretty much every weekend. And even when do, even during school. During the school, yeah. But where do you live up there? You live on campus. Oh yeah, I have an on campus apartment. On campus apartment, and how's that going? Pretty great. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. Got a refrigerator. Oh yeah, refrigerator and a stove. Oh whoa! Yeah. Fancy. Coming this Sick. coming this fall, a laundry machine as well, right in the kitchen. Wow! In in your apartment on campus. In campus, yeah. This is this. I is, mean, NYCHA should call up SUNY Purchase. <laughs> Get everything. Take under a lesson from them. Yeah, how the, the electric works, right? It works, yeah. And there are no rats. 
There are some rats, and there was lead in the water two years ago. Oh, Maybe they did call up student purchases. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Spoke <laughs> too soon. A story <laughs> I broke for the student newspaper. Wait oh a my gosh. Yeah. Do we have a copy of that? Is that online? It's online. Oh, I got to read that. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so that's so, good news. That is good local. Keep talking while I news. while I look it up. Um, Ben, so you started here what like a month ago? About a month ago. Tell uh, tell our readers what it's like, and you, listeners. or listeners rather, because you don't read an, <laughs> a radio show. Um, what is it like being in the press box at a Cyclones game? You know, you you had never, I'm assuming, covered minor, major, any, any sort of, of league sport like that. Sport, no. You know, are uh, you're up there with with all the the big reporters? What yeah, is that like? It's fun, you know. It is definitely fun. Is you get a, it develops you develop some real camaraderie with your fellow reporters, when, especially when you all share a space like that. And how is it trying to get the, the player? Because, you know, one thing Ben is really good at, if you're following the recaps, and if you're not, we, we suggest you read them. They're up every day. He's he's always talking to the players, but that's got to be kind of intimidating, no? It has been. It's also been frustrating lately because I keep missing the guys that I want to talk whoa, to. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you're missing them? How are you missing While them? While I'm talking to the manager, they leave the clubhouse and go into the van and drive away. It's happened this but listen, the past no, way, the manager does not leave without you, uh, without the team. They go together. So how no, does they it go, work? They, they escort you down to the clubhouse after the game? or uh, I go by myself after the game, and I wait outside the clubhouse, and then after like 10 minutes, the, the communications guy waves me in, and, and then I do the uh, manager interview. They do the manager interview. and, and then then I'll, I'll So let me ask you a question. Hallway. Let me help you out here, Ben, mm-hmm. because that's what I do. And as you know, I am someone who did cover the Cyclones for yes. many, many years. Yeah. Many years. Why don't you tell the uh, communications guy before you go in who I want to talk to? Who you want to talk to? See, yeah. see how you figured that out? Yeah. Yes. Good idea. What do you think of that? It's a great idea. And you say, hey, can you just hold him for me? Because I just mm-hmm. got to ask him two questions. Mm-hmm. They'll be happy to help you. Right. But one thing you shouldn't do while you're in that locker room is grab their food. Yeah. There's lots. Oh, there's no. usually a big spread, Tony, for the team. Oh, yeah. It's much better than the food we get. In oh the man, they oh, got a whole spread. Really? Yeah, because I've heard there's food in the press Cause of, box. Because they're professional athletes, they can't be eating hot dogs and hamburgers. Okay? Yeah, so, so they got a whole they spread. Have, like, like, a, like they have pasta like chicken and, and, oh. and beans and pasta. Oh wow! Like oh food. my god! It's nice. So, well, but if you go near that food, they will don't even yeah, think about it. Bite your hand off. Yeah, they. That's the expression I was looking for. Bite your hand off. They will do that. But you don't have a backup reporter. I need my hands. <laughs> yeah, you can answer right. So, um, how about going to the games? Do you enjoy going to the games? I do. It's pretty fun. Still? I do still, yeah. Now, when, when Ben started, he didn't know what a scorebook was or how to keep score. Now, are you no. keeping score? I am keeping score. Or are you it's just relying on... They actually provide a, uh, a sheet with the, li- with the lineup and that you can fill out. Now, keeping a score beyond what they show on a scoreboard. Tony, you got to know the inc- the intricacies of, yeah. of being a sports reporter. I'm just asking. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to let you know, you know. I've learned a lot with uh, you know, co-editing these pieces when when I need to, but I don't know nearly as much as you and as Ben. Here's what happens. You have a you basically you get the lineup for the for the for your team there, the Cyclones, whatever, and it, it, it's in order. Of, it's in the batting order, right? So who's batting first, second, third? and then there's all the innings all off to the right. It's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a spreadsheet, right? Okay. Right? And you sit there, and you for every time somebody's up at bat, you mark down what they did, how many pitches they saw, mm-hmm. one, two, like if there's three mm-hmm. balls and two strikes, or one ball and two strikes, or whatever, and where they hit the ball, and what it was, like wow. it's a single, double, triple. And then you mark all the scoring and stuff like that, and you can keep track 
of the game that way. Beyond just a simple score. And you, then you keep your notes on the side. Now, when I was covering the Cyclones, when I was a boy, and I was covering the Cyclones, uh, by the end of the game, I had the story written. Game's over, story's written. Like, I don't have to go back and go through my notes or anything like that. It's all done. And unless something drastic happens in the ninth inning. Right. Which really it can. Oh, of course it can. Mm-hmm. And that's always more fun. Of course. i to go back and rewrite the story. But for the most part, all everything's done. Like, I've written it all up. As yeah. A, you know, in between innings. That's a great thing about baseball is you have time to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a break between every inning. And, and I would have my laptop with me there uh, at what was then Keyspan Park, mm-hmm. now MCU piece. Park. Mm-hmm. And it would all be done, and it was it was loads and loads of uh, loads and loads of fun, mm-hmm. and frankly, a very easy job. Frankly, it's yeah, it's, it seems like a very fun, and like you, it's a great opportunity to be right up there with the big boys covering. Mm-hmm. You know, so I haven't found I haven't found your story from the Phoenix, uh, yeah. the purchase Phoenix, but I have found uh, Fatima Kamal's story. Fatima, yeah, she was the um, she was my managing editor this past semester, but. My story was about. I see. Don't drink acti- the water. Lead found in water supply. Right. That was after mine. Mine is about okay. the student activists who met with the who like you know barged in on the president's office and demanded. Right, wait. That so they, this uh, is. Let's see. So your photos here. Yeah, those are my photos. Yeah, I see that. Um, water, water. Human is a right. Was that your sign? Human, no, I took the picture. You gotta work on. Th- they have to work on. Signage. Yeah. yeah, proper signage. I mean, right. this is so crazy. That, that was at it the looks like water human is a right, but it says water, water is a human right. Water is a human right. Is what they were trying to do, but they really did a bad job with the sign, which reminds me, hmm. you know Atlantic Bagel Company? Of course. My brother came up with a new logo. Oh, yeah? Horrible. What? What is it? <laughs> Horrible. I mean, how do you botch a bagel company yeah. logo? He wanted it to look like, you know when you go, like the, the shore towns? Yeah. And they have those little things that you put, those little kind of oval things that you put on the back of your car. They're not necessarily bumper stickers, but they say, you know, CC for Cape Cod. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, LBI for Long Beach Island. Oh, we had one OBX growing up for the Outer Banks. Yeah, there you go. So you you had it. Oh, of course. So he wanted to design something to look like that. Okay. Which, which of course, makes no sense to me. ABC. I don't know how that's bagels. Right. Right? It's not where my mind goes. Right. So I'm just like, and like, he's like, oh, well, we can make these, and then they put them on the back. I was like, yeah. And, and people are going to try to figure out what beach town it is, you right, moron. Right. Right? So I was very upset. And then on top of that, like, you know, as someone who's, who's interested in design, being, you know, working yeah. at a newspaper for 20 years, like, I look at it and I'm like, you know, like, the B, it's ABC, Atlantic Bagel Company. Right. Like, the curring between the B and the C could be... Could just be tightened up a little. There's a like little a little, too, a there's little some too white loose. space there. Yeah. It's a little well, loose. you hate white space. I do, and I just. I, I are these final and like at the printer, or is there still time? Listen, to... if they're not going to call me and tell me that they're doing it, then it's too late. Right. It was literally the final that they. He's like, oh, and I told my dad. He's like, well, we could stop it. I said, yeah, I'm going to tell Scott right now. That you screwed up the logo and you got to do better. I appreciate the me, out of the box sort of approach to it, maybe to to design it to recall something that people really recognize. But to your point, whose mind is going to go to a bagel company? I don't see how they're connected. But Now, granted, my brother, in a genius move, when he had his uh, pool company, All Swimming Services. Yeah. <laughs> now, he, now that... He had a bumper sticker that said, I love ass. And now then underneath it, and stop. underneath it said all swimming services. 
that's, you know? good, that's good marketing. That's great marketing. That's viral. So yeah. I think what happened was I told him that was great when he did that and it went to his head. Right. And now he's like, I love ABCs. ABC. Yeah. Right. Well, you know. Well, you can't, you know, design them all. Um, I, I. It's very bad. All, all I want to know is, has anyone claimed, has anyone claimed their reward at Atlantic Bagel Company? Not yet. Still up for grabs, uh, or is it? I don't know if there's an expiration date on that offer. Oh, so you did the student protest? Yeah. In which the activists were demanding that the president. But it says Schwartz will bring in private company. Is that your story? Yeah. That's yours? Yes. That's the worst lead. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. How big is the uh, Schwartz will bring in private? But this is the story that broke the news that there was there was. All right. So the story that breaks the news that there was that there's lead in the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The headline, Tony. Yeah. Schwartz will bring in private company to test water after student protest. Now, I no one had reported news. before. No yeah. one had reported before that there was lead in the water. You're jumping to part two. Yeah, seems yeah. like it's like a second day lead. Mm -hmm. yeah. About twenty students. Oh, here's Ben's. Here's Ben's lead. You ready? This is what he did before he met us. Mm -hmm. All right. So, students gathered on the mall last Tuesday afternoon to voice their concerns about drinking water quality in academic buildings after tests showed that some campus water fountains contained trace amounts of lead and copper. Period. These tests were organized by the Green Team, one of several student activist clubs at Purchase attempting to shed light on campus water quality issues. Hmm. What do you think? Too many words, right? I think I'm talking to Tony now. I you think please intern. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. I think the uh, the lead could be a little bit stronger. I I would like to see the students blasting the administration for allowing kids to drink potentially tainted water according to test results. Yeah, I, I think the problem is... And you want a quote up there. I think the problem is people are afraid to uh, to sometimes to hold other people accountable. Right. And so you write it in such a way that like you're trying not to offend anyone. Right. But the fact of the matter is there's lead in the water and that's offensive. Yeah, and people are, are mad at you know, and the people you who know, let that happen. Right. So there's nothing wrong with calling people out. You know, this morning I was listening to, um, in the mornings I listened to the sports radio station here in New York, WFAN, mm -hmm. of which I was an intern at one point. Right. And um, they were, like, they opened the show, because I'm up early, you know that, Tom. Very early. 6 a.m. I'm listening to, you know, Boomer starts the show. And the Boomer's like, you know, uh, Jacob DeGrom on the Mets uh -huh. has, has put down the, he's, he's put down, he's like a, ven, not a vendetta, he's thrown the gambit. What's the expression? I don't know. What's he done? Gauntlet. The gauntlet. the gauntlet. He threw the gauntlet and basically said, hey, pay me or trade me because there's all these talks. I don't want to get too deep into it. There's all this, all this talk about uh, he's either going to be, he's going to be traded. So now his, 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 um, agent. his agent comes out and says, hey, you know what? Jacob is as valuable as he's ever going to be. The Mets need to either trade him away right now or we're going to sit down and have new uh, contract negotiations and we're going to get a big contract right now because now's the time to do it. Right? Mm -hmm. So his agent says that. So the Daily News, in its headline on the back page, said, Jake, Jake to Mets, pay me or trade me. Mm. And the two other guys on the show, uh, whose names escape me. Um, guy one and guy two. Guy one and guy two. Who, not Boomer one and not Boomer two. No. And certainly not Craig Carton. No, who used to be on the show. He left. Yeah, no, he left under certain circumstances. Mysterious, <laughs> not so mysterious circumstances. 
Um, point being, they're like, how can the Daily News write Jacob said that when, the, when his agent said it? And there was a huge conversation about this for like 20 minutes about how can uh, you know, the Daily News write that Jacob said something when his agent said it? All right. Any thoughts on this? Because his agent is being paid by him to speak on his behalf. Correct. So it doesn't matter if the if the agent said it or no. if Jacob said it. No. Because they speak as one. And they're, I'm they're firmly same, yeah. and I'm it's not even like I'm firmly in Boomer's corner on this one. Like that's just common sense. I think that's fair to say it's that's common sense. That's not like you yeah. you you know, that's not even something you have an argument about. You know? And they're like, well, you know, the newspapers are blowing it up, you know? These guys who've been talking about the Yankees getting Manny Machado for for two weeks, you know, <laughs> the newspapers are blowing it up. They're blowing it out of proportion. Well, you know, it's Give funny. Me a you, break. It's funny you mentioned that because on Twitter today we had a Twitter follower call out our story about the latest lawsuit against Kushner companies by uh-huh. several Williamsburg tenants. The lawsuit for which states that the company used construction practices that kind of exposed the, the tenants to dust with carcinogens in it that can cause cancer and so we reported in our lead that you know these tenants are suing the company because they exposed them to cancer causing chemicals and the twitter user you know put our tweet out there and said this is the media today making you know exacerbating dust into cancer and and i sort of looked at the tweet and i said you know i can't see how we're exacerbating anything when the lawsuit itself claims the dust was cancer caused. You know, but it's right. quoting the lawsuit. The fact yeah. that people have these debates nowadays is kind of it's mind-boggling. Yeah, it's debates about things that are not that debatable. Are, that are not debatable. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's frustrating as a journalist. It it really it really is. Because they're, you know, so my point is say what you well, say what you're trying to say. Yeah. Don't beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to beat around the bush, and you can't be afraid of people that are going to say things like "There's no collusion." Yeah, because by just saying that, there's collusion. You mm-hmm. told me that today. Did I? Don't beat around the bush. Did I say the, that? The dumpster story. Now, mm. with don't jo- beat also, around the bin. Also either. with us today. Yes. Also, that with is us not Ben's second voice. No, this is the <laughs> our second intern and interning. You know, Brooklyn Paper Radio producer Bobby yeah. Ker- Kirschenbaum. Yeah. Now, Bobby, the tell us a little bit about the first non-Johnny Jimmy. He's the first non-Jimmy Johnny. Jimmy, Johnny, Eric, James, possibly Eric. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Eric walked out that day and never came. Yeah, that's it. He's <laughs> he done. Walked out today too. We've had two. We've had two producers walk out. Johnny walked out. We're like, what's that band that never has a drummer? Uh, not the Beatles. No, wait. Um, what's the band? It didn't like uh, in uh, in um, Spinal Tap? Didn't they always like? Oh. They never had a, a bass player, or they never had a. You didn't. You guys didn't see Spinal Tap. You were in a no, band, Ben. I know, I know. I gotta see it. Gotta oh see my it. god! I actually. Did you guys see Die Hard by any chance? I have I've seen Die Hard. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Story of my life. Yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Bobby. Where are you from? Where do you go to school? And how much do you enjoy your Brooklyn Paper internship? Go. So I'm from Tenafly, New Jersey. Um, I'm going into my sophomore year at NYU, and I've been at the paper a little, a little bit longer than just the summer. I started in the spring, doing it one day a week, and it's been a great experience. I've gotten to do a wide variety of things, 
Um, my favorite was when I went with Vince and I went with Vince and uh, Gersh to the food festival. Oh, oh we Brooklyn did. Eats. We did take. We that took, was a great story that you wrote. We took Bobby to the food festival. Yeah. And me and Gersh ate all the food, and then Not told Bobby to talk to the people. And get a it's story a great way it. to get it done. Well, that's for, that for is what we call multitasking here at the Brooklyn Paper. <laughs> that's what I do. When the editors eat the food and the interns go and report the It was story. one of those days where Gersh was like, what are you doing? I got nothing to do. Can I come over? You need, uh, he needed food uh, for the soul. Uh, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, look, we can go to Brooklyn Eats. We can eat at Brooklyn Eats, and you know, we'll see how it is. And it wasn't. It was... It's not what it used to be, but it was, it was fun. We had a good time. And Bobby turned around a great story. It was it. a great story. And I thought the lead on that story was inspired and so simple, but I would probably never have thought about it. What was it? I uh, That story I remember I wrote about um, how there was more than just, like the food itself was delicious, but behind the makers of the food were stories. Like each person, each CEO, president, chef came from somewhere around the world and they were all together at once in like one room in Brooklyn. And it, I thought that was... It did focus on the diversity that is inherent now in Brooklyn made grub which is great but your lead which was like three words it was fantastic ah which i just thought fantastic. was fantastic that's better than the lead he gave me on the dumpster story uh, now, you guys Heinrich. all know about the dumpster story huh? i certainly do you guys know what the I dumpster is all right so and if listeners can go to brooklynpaper.com cuz we just we just posted an update bobby went out and updated oh, the, the update up oh, great you know they paved uh, borum place yeah. over uh, last monday night they paved it and when they paved it there was a dumpster on the street mm-hmm. and no one ever moved the dumpster now you know normally you know, what's the big deal? Oh, they missed the dumpster. So we're just trying to find out. We just call up Department of Transportation and say, well, what's the, you know. Is that protocol to Yeah, what's the protocol? It? What's the protocol? How does this work? And, you know, you would think logically, you're like, oh, well, what happened? Well, you figure they came in, they, because they, they do two, there's two, there's two, it's just two step process. Right. Isn't there like a sort of a, a, a scouting process or what something was the, where they look at the, the scouting. Street? What did we call it? We just looked it up. It's the uh, I gotta bring before it up they actually pave. They mill come it. and they serve. mill it. Oh, mill. it. They mill it. When they mill it, they come in with these machines and they rip up a layer of uh, of asphalt. Top asphalt. Yeah, they rip up a layer of asphalt and they would and then they set up all the you know there's lots of things in the streets like you know um, sewer caps and yeah. you know, access to the oh, sewer system stones. all those things that well all the things that give the human access have to be you know lifted up or at least moved around so that you can't just pave over it. Mm. Right, you know, right, you're not going right. to pave over sewer cap. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff has to be adjusted, and has to, you know, all this stuff has to work out. So apparently, um, we went onto Google Maps and we looked at the Street View, which they took a picture in January of 2018, and the dumpster was there in 20 there. in January. Oh, so wow. the dumpster's been there. I love more that um, feature, the time you know where you can go time through lapse. Google yeah. Maps. You and can go see. through a different. I think the rain stop. Great feature. So yeah. the point is. The point is, it's been for, there for six, six months, months, it's been there. Seven. They almost. milled the street without moving the right. dumpster, and then they paved the they street. They came back again and paved it. Without moving the dumpster, right? So Bobby went out. He took the pictures of the dumpster. And this all came because you know who lives right around the corner there? My this predecessor. Ruth Brown. Yes. Ruth Brown calls me up, and she's like, oh, by the way, Vince. <laughs> That's my... Is, is that an Australian accent? It's something. very British. It's something. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like... Like well, now you have to keep English. going with it. Beans. She used to call me Beans. Oh, yeah. That's a little... Yeah, that's... I can kind of hear Ruth in that. Yeah, kind of. Beans. 
you know, she'd come into my <laughs> office and go, Vince. That's back when she worked with me, right? So she calls me up and she says, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Do this whole thing in the accent. There is a. I'm Vince. trying. No, the only way. I got Australian accents are very hard. No, it's hard because. I don't that hard. I don't. That's very British. See, that was. <laughs> I'm not that hard. I'm not even going to. No, you have to do. Like, you have to start it with. You know, what is it? There's shrimp on the barbie, like the shrimp, crocodile. Yeah. Shrimp on the crocodile. Barbie, you got to do that crocodile Dundee stuff. Yeah. So it's like, that's not a knife, mate. Oh, that's there you go. Knife. You know, if you add that, that sounds like Ruth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like, now I got to convert that to to you know to Ruth. Yeah. Which would be Vince. That's not a knife. That's a knife, mate. Mate. Yeah. Top mate. of the morning. No, yeah. not top of the morning. Good good day. You know, Good, yeah, shrimp on the Barbie. That, that's like, that's I can't even do that. It's I can't hard. listen. I can't do. I can't do roots. I'm working on your, it. Your your Ruth sounds a lot like the guy who ran um, the old your old boss at the post. It does not sound like Joe Robo. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. That gruff. No, but like they all kind of get had that sort of like gruff, like Vince, like that Vince. Like, he would say Vince, Vince. He was like, well, he was he was from Texas. He was okay. He was so he had a twang. Yeah, he had that Texas thing going on. Still does. Texas by way of. uh, Oh no, Robo's found combination. So the point is, Ruth calls me up and says, "Tasmania." That's what I was going for. Ruth calls me up and tells me about this. I send Bobby out there to take pictures, and you know, listen, this is how you learn. You know how you learn? You go and do it by making mistakes. You You learn more. So Bobby goes out, and like you couldn't find it, right? Yeah, I couldn't find it originally. Couldn't find it. So he comes back, and he's like, where is it again? <laughs> and I said, Bobby, you know. So then I took the Google map, and I like to put a pinpoint on it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's right here. It's where the pin is. I got sent to the wrong street originally. You did not get sent to the wrong street. It was on Borum Place, you and I got sent went to Adam Street. They're the same thing. They're not the same. They're not the same. Oh, geez, they are the same thing. All right? They're the same thing. Borum Place and Adam Street. And they Brooklyn, cross. And Brooklyn Bridge Boulevard. Are all the same thing. They're all the same. It's the same street. You know, it's like saying Smith Street is not the same thing as J Street. It's like saying Jimmy Smith Street Johnny and J Street are the same they street. They are the True. same street. They hit into each other. True. You know, and, they, and then it becomes Smith Street. But it's the same street. And guess what? Where I told you it was on Adams Street was in between Livingston and Skirmahorn. It now, was. Now, so that means you didn't go to Livingston Street and Skirmahorn because you couldn't have been on Adams Street and been at Livingston Street and Skirmahorn if you weren't on no, Borum Adams, Place. Adams and Borum Place are two different avenues. I'm not even from They're Brooklyn. They're not this two different avenues. They're the same avenue. They're the same street. We should take a we should take a drive there or walk there. I can bring it's it up right on. here. Um, I'm just going to say, yeah. See, this is what you said. We're going to learn from the interns. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. What, what, listen. All right, you start talking. I've been proven Google wrong maps. before. Um, so, yeah, so you went out a couple times. You found the dumpster. And they told you that they would remove it by when, after you had pointed well, out. There was that they lots paved of there was lots it. of back and forth as to uh, whose dumpster it was, why yeah. it was right. there. And what we were just Did trying we to find figure out, out who we it belongs were, all we to? wanted to figure out was what's going to happen to this patch. Yeah, when are they paving this, the what, rest? What of the we're road. now calling the bald spot of Borum Hill, of Borum Place. That's fantastic. Borum Hill's bald spot. <laughs> so it started off. Are you on crack? No. <laughs> Don't answer that on the air. <laughs> this is, they're the same street. They're exactly the same street. Borum Place and Adam Street are the same no, street. Adams had a halal cart there, and and uh, Borum Place had the dumpster. Had the du- mm. 
No, it's all it's all so it's it all the like same. Sounds like some street. sort of bait and you switch. You could not. Here's my point. You could not have gone to Skirmahorn. You could not have gone to Adams between Skirmahorn. Oh, there's some lightning. That was good. You can't. You could have gone to Adams between Skirmahorn and. Um, no, because it breaks into two avenues. You showed me that. There's like a fork there. It's the same street. I was on the wrong side. Yeah, it's the same street. My point is you were not between Skirmahorn and State. That's oh, my point. Oh, it's and Livingston. Yes, you were not between Skirmahorn and Livingston. Because you could not I have was. been. You could not have been was on... the thing between Skirmahorn and Livingston or Skirmahorn and State? Skirmahorn and Livingston. I didn't even see State. Skirmahorn right. and Livingston. I'm showing... Right. For, right. for the listeners out there, I'm, I'm showing Tony the on the map. And, the, and now Tony is we're gonna going... We're going to put it on the, the, put it on the website. Board. Bobby, you're working. Put it, on put the it up on the, on the screen. Board. All right, so where we here we are. Where the dumpster is here's Skirmerhorn. The dumpster, the dumpster is, was here. Dumpster's in front of living is uh, right here in front of the New York the New York uh, Transit Skirmerhorn Museum. Near, near Livingston. I went to Smith. Smith is here. Yeah, Smith That's is not Smith Adams. Smith is not Adams. Smith, I was on Smith, not right. Forum Place. Between so Livingston you were on the wrong street. Originally, you said Smith. Oh, I never oh, said Smith. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, now he's changing oh, the story. Now I got changed. Smith originally. No, it was not Smith. I said Adams. This air is too fancy. I just touched my way out of yeah, the Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So sensitive. The point is, he learned a valuable lesson. I learned a valuable lesson. And the it. valuable lesson is you have to listen to Vinny. Yes. Very true. you got to pay Vince. attention. Vince. <laughs> Vince. You know, I learned another valuable lesson today from you. What is that? Um... Puns are only good to use when they make sense. Because I've always been a dad joke, pun kind of guy when it comes to story. I like to start mm-hmm. with, like, Fantastic was one of them. So made I tried, sense. Made so sense. I tried for the dumpster to be clever, too, and I said hide and reek. Because dumpsters have the... They c- some can smell. S- some do smell, but this one happened to have bricks in it. And I didn't, do, I didn't do a good job as a reporter knowing that there were bricks in it. So I assumed it was another Well, the point is, dumpster. if you're going to lead with hide and reek... Or it's a case of hide and reek. The story has to be something about a terrible smell that you can't find. Nowhere in this story was there any reference to smells outside of the fact that there was a dumpster. Dumpsters have the connotation typically, but I didn't do a good job yeah, with this one. You can't yeah. assume. But again, the story would have to be about that dumpster smelling. That is right. like right. that's like there's a dumpster like down an alley somewhere that nobody could see, but they could smell it. See, I wasn't even thinking about the reek part. I was thinking more about hide and seek because the pavement part was hidden under the... Uh, I know, but once you add the term reek into it, you, you, it that's your smell. It's sure. a great turn of phrase, just not the right story. No, it's not the right, it's not the right way to go there. You know? So we fixed it, and the story's up now, and we're going to see what happens. Now, what's the most interesting thing about this story? What did we do? What, how did we go, as the Brooklyn paper tends to do, Go above and beyond what other newspapers are willing to do. What happened when you spoke to the uh, rep at the Department of Buildings? What did the rep say to you? So originally, the Tony fir- doesn't know about this list. Yes. So he's yeah, he's I, I, I was going to say you know this is a trick one. question for me. Yeah. You know, so part one, which you do know, was when the rep last week gave me the information saying that the dumpster didn't have a permit and shouldn't have been there. So they wanted me to say the spokesperson or spokeswoman instead of actually giving the name because I never actually right. got the name. That part was okay. Today I did the follow-up because no, no, the dumpster was That moved. wasn't okay. Why wasn't it okay? We always I, need to give their name. We want to give their name. Yeah. What is this? So, you, you, you work for the government. It's your job to give out this information. Right. Like, that's your job. Too many of these, of yeah. these spokespeople, women, men, uh, on background. 
this information is on background. Yeah. That, you know, because they don't, it's become, I personally, this is a spec, this is speculation, but it's become, you know, like, I think we're in a time where these people are more concerned about being the ones who they can pinpoint as the people who are giving yeah, the information, but, but that's their job. That's their job. To that's the why they're spokespeople. So when you told me they didn't have a name, I said to you, no, you have to tell them that they have to give you a name. So today, go on, tell them what happened. So today, the second part, it was the follow-up. I found, I went, took pictures again of the, the same street, spot. the bald spot, without the dumpster this time. So you can clearly see the scalp, the bald spot. Yeah. And very good, very good. And I came back with the pictures and... Um, my next step was to do a follow-up to find out if, when, and if, and who's responsible for now paving that to match the rest of the street. So I spoke to, I called the Department of Transportation, and they connected me to the um, pavement unit. And mm. I spoke to a man, and he... The PU. The PU. <laughs> and he gave... See, now that, now that hide and reek works. Yeah. yeah. Go. And he gave me the answers to the question. So I asked because we needed to quote him. I asked for his name and he gave me the name Mr. Sharp. I said, what does Mr. stand for? And he hung up on me. He wouldn't answer that question. Okay. So I called back and I got somebody else and they wouldn't reconnect me to him. So Mr. Sharp. Mr. So Sharp. I went, told Vince what happened. Prickly. And we did a background search on the... Um, now this is the important thing because Personnel, I can sit here. It's, uh, I can show you things, but if you don't remember what I did, did you use the city per record? The, pa the per personnel, uh, online personnel. It was the we went into we went we searched the city record mm -hmm. and we searched for um, personnel changes or personnel the changes in personnel changes right. in yeah, personnel. Yeah. yeah, and we put in the name Sharp. Yeah, and sure enough, we got we one. found him under oh, the Department of Transportation. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it lists you by or it lists by agency and everything. Yeah, and zero in. That's Paul Sharp. Cool. Yeah, his we name should Paul. bring Paul onto the show. We should call him up <laughs> and ask him why he refers <laughs> prefers the name Mister 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 Sharp. Yeah, I just don't I don't understand it. I really don't. understand Yeah, I mean, it. look, if it was our style to quote people using that sort of Mister Ms on the second reference, like some news organizations, perhaps. But that's not our style. No, you should reveal the name of the person you're getting the information from. They want us to be open. Like the city says that it's open and it's uh, and it's um, transparent, transparent, and all that stuff. And and then you can't get a, a rep. I mean, a, a spokesperson for a, for an agency to give their name. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, and this is something that, that I mean, frankly, can't stand. No, and it's become more and more pervasive. And that's what I try to teach to the interns, Tony. Well, it's important because the minute. You stop teaching that, people stop doing it, and it allows these people to get away yeah, with Yeah, and this I really think that there's... This lack know, of transparency. No, well, well, this and is it also sets a precedent. What I explained to uh, Bobby a little while back is something that I've explained to you on a number of occasions. Now I'll explain it to our, our listeners. When, you know, when... Someone says they want to say something off the record or they want not to be not to be attributed to them. Our job as reporters is to say, you know what, you need to you need to give your name. You know, and unless there is some mitigating circumstances or extreme circumstances that say, All right, we're going to uh, leave your name off and because you can get in trouble or you can put but you have to say what those circumstances are and it has to be clear. And I really think that during the eighties and nineties and aughts People got very, very, you know, reporters like very easily. Oh no, they didn't want to use the name, so I didn't use it. Right, and that's ridiculous. You, if someone gives you information, you should use 
their name, and they should be willing to to use their name. And I'm not saying there aren't circumstances where you can't, where you don't release the person's name, but those circumstances have to be extreme. Of course. You know? And and for the city to have its spokespeople not give their name, th- there's nothing extreme about that. No. I mean, it's their job. And for the for the um, for for the city to have this as a policy. It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous because people should be accountable for what they say. Absolutely. And you know, and how can they be accountable if, if we don't know if who they we are? We don't name them. I had a similar circumstance in the past. Uh oh. Where was this? Where so was this? So I was doing a summer program at the Medill School at Northwestern two mm. years ago, mm-hmm. and they they sent us out. It was the summer before the election, so they sent us out to find out. Uh, People's opinions in Evanston, which is very. I gotta say, Bobby st- started nervous, but he's really he's loosened yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, he's talking more than me. Go. So they send us out to interview about uh, people's opinions on the election, and Evanston's known. Chicago, Illinois, is known to be a very uh, leftist state, leftist area too. That would so be a city. City. Well, state Illinois. Oh, city. Illinois. Illinois is leftist. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Illinois as a whole. Illinois. That's a blue a state. We'd call it. Yes. Okay. So they sent us out to uh, to report and find out people's opinions on the election. And one, uh, which, which election are we talking about? Trump versus Clinton. The Trump election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they sent us out, and the the main question we had to ask was, will 2016 be the year the first woman is elected to office? And mm-hmm. one individual gave me a 10 minute tirade about Trump and how terrible he is, and how she'll move out of the country if he. Uh, if he's elected, and gave me amazing quotes. So did you do a follow-up? At the end, she wouldn't give me her name. Oh, my God. So I got this whole 10-minute interview, great stuff, and then I couldn't why? use it at all. But why wouldn't she give you her name? No reason at all. I <laughs> actually asked her. I said, I said it's not getting published anywhere, because it really was, and it was for a program, and she still wouldn't give me the name. And she said, quote me and say, the woman at the Barnes & Noble. And I said, I don't think I could do that. And yeah, I but I, like, mm-hmm. there's no reason. Oh, exactly. <sighs> oh, oh, her. Yeah, the, the woman I at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna be like, I know, I met that woman. Yeah, it's the one. It's yeah. Barnes and Noble on Court Wait, Street, or the one in No, it was in Evanston. The lady was always going on tirades at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, yeah everyone knows her. Yeah. yeah. Shoot the lawyers! That. More skin on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> that woman, she doesn't know when to stop. You know, Colin had us last week. Who's see, Colin? Colin, the reporter, Mick Mixon. Right? Oh, oh Mixon! Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Colin, yeah. Colin said that he. I thought had you were talking about Colin Quinn, the uh, the the comedian <laughs> from Park Slope. Okay. Mm. No, he. Somebody begged him, begged him, or asked him to take a photo of their daughter, and then wouldn't give the daughter's name. Like yeah, they actually yeah, went yeah, out of their way yeah. to say, "Oh, we want her in the paper," and then wouldn't give the name. <laughs> so how do you? What do you even do there? You don't take just the photo. You you rip up the photo. Yeah. Yeah. Rip it up. Delete. Rip. Yeah. Put that on the back of a car in an oval get sticker. Rid of right. ABC. You, get, you burn the film. You burn the negatives. Well, I'm going to tell you guys, since I've got you both in the same room, I learned a lesson today that's always good. I didn't learn it, but it's a good lesson to teach. I got a phone call from a competing newspaper this morning, Okay. a reporter, and she asked me if she could have the contact information for former Brooklyn paper reporter Danielle Fafaro. Mm-hmm. And I asked this woman why. And she said, oh, well, we're working on a story, and we noticed that Danielle Fafaro wrote something similar back in 2012, and we wanted to contact her to ask her for the names and contact information for the sources that she used in that story. And in my mind, I said, what? (laughs) And in reality, I said, 
Danielle doesn't work here anymore, so I can't really help you. Yeah, that's true. But I would suggest you maybe find your own sources. <laughs> because I have never, and I, you know, I've worked at five different places of varying degrees of, you know, journalistic integrity. This one probably being the highest on the scale. Well, thank you. And I have never, even in the lowest on the scale, heard a reporter calling another organization and asking them for that reporter's sources. A source list. Especially when it was from six years a ago. Well, six years ago it made me wonder what it's, they were trying you know, to get. I think that there's there can be a certain camaraderie, especially when you're dealing with, um, I, I would say, you know, working with, Certain people covering certain events, there, there can be a, a camaraderie. Sure, sure. People if you're in the, the White House time. press pool, or you know, right? There, I mean, there's going to be stuff like that. Cyclones, be yeah. Of course. How many Jim? people are on the Cyclones press corps, by the way? Uh, it right varies now. nowadays. It Yesterday, I was the only person there. Um, See, the other day it was just me and Jim Dolan. The other day, Jim Dolan's that, writing for whom? Home, home reporter. Jim Dolan has shown me because he's been doing it since 2003 and he hasn't stopped and he's shown me pretty much all most of the ropes that right. I would have known otherwise. Well, that's very nice of him. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, but that, again, those are two guys working on the same beat. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is a reporter trying to break in and yeah. and calling another reporter who doesn't work here anymore to find out. And I mean, how hard could it if if the reporter who used to work here, whose name I forget, Danielle, Danielle could, could track those sources down? How hard could it be for this person from the Eagle? Oh, I don't know what, I don't know where she worked. Um, you know, all I know is she was at a competing paper. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how, it, it certainly doesn't strike me as that difficult to walk around and get your own sources, dig up, do your own original reporting. I mean, that is the bread and butter of what we do is report our own stories. Yeah. And, you know, it's alarming. Did she say what the story was? Maybe we should get on that. Well,. <laughs> The story, it, it's a story that we're on. It's about the Bossert Hotel. Ah, Bossert. The Bossert. Where, Bossert. Where, you know, when she's she's taking a, I don't know how someone approved Julianne Cuba's vacation, but she's on vacation, which uh -huh. is awful. No, Cuba should not go away. Never, ever, ever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's been, she's been knocking on the door of the developer who's allegedly, you know, transforming it into a hotel that recalls its glory days, hmm. who... Who's who's got the best, you know, the hardest working assistant around? Because every time she calls, he's in a meeting. I don't know when he'll be out. Wow, he's in a meeting. I don't know when he'll be out. She'll call at seven. He's in a meeting. Lots of meetings. She'll call at six p.m. He's in a meeting. Very busy. That yeah. happens to me a lot, though, Tom. I mean, you, you live well, my life. Yeah. Well, you. I mean, you are in meetings, but you also get back to people. I try. Um, but anyway, it is a story we're on. Right. I don't think we're going to contact Danielle for her sources, although I guess we could if worse comes to worse. Okay. Um, but I digress. No, it was an important digression. It's a good learning Because lesson. that's what we're trying to do with the interns. We're trying to teach them. The amount of time it took her to call us, she could have just gone and knocked on a door. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe not, but, you know, you get the point. All right, so you guys, you're not just doing news, though, Ben. You, you, I'm sorry, you're not just doing sports. You've actually done some news stories for doing us well. News, and yeah. I think last week on our, our beloved Mill Marine Courier... You two guys had the two cover stories. Is that true? It's the Bay News. Bay News, not the Mill Marine. Not the Mill Marine. Our more beloved Bay, Bay News. News. I actually was at the post office this morning emailing five copies of the Bay News to the woman I interviewed. In you Coney went to the post office and emailed them? Mm -hmm. You emailed. emailed them. Mailed them. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you got to teach these kids everything. They, they got to I mean, relearn the language. I, yeah. You got to teach them there's nine different types of words. There are email and mail are still two different two things. Two different things. You don't, what do you call Who knows you know? for how long? Email. Ready? Really 
mail paid stamped email free free right. see well, you still need to have a, you need to have a. Uh, I mailed copies too last week. Really? To somebody else. That's another big job the interns do. And she mailed you know, today. You 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 gentlemen do know if we are mailing copies of our papers to people who appear in our papers, we have a mailroom in this building. I used that. Yeah, one. I would have. I didn't go to the post office. office. Yeah, I went to the post office. Well, I not To each your own. Yeah. No. Listen. If you want to pay for that on your own, that's fine by me. I'm not gonna. Sorry. You know. Don't bill me for that. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> you had I your. I should have sh- billed the the. The press guy who begged me to e- to mail them to her, but I'm not going to. You had your shot and you blew it. That's All right, very so kind. that's another another valuable lesson. We Actually, have a mail room. The one that emailed me asking for a copy was way back. The first thing I did here, the uh, uh, Brooklyn Tomorrow coming soon. All the coming soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, she that, one of the. Wasn't the first thing you did? Didn't I have you do? No, you had me do. I know what you had me do. Yeah. It was the, Phone number, the uh, contact now, information. And this is the thing. This is the thing. The interns out there, you know, the, the wannabe interns out there have to know. Every job you do in life, you learn something. The yeah. first thing I had Bobby do was we have a, a bunch of listings that run in, in one of our family um, right. supplements that we put out. What was that called? Uh, it was a guide to the, it was a guide to yeah, the New York or something. No, it had like a that. name to the. Uh, and he had to go and find, well, one of the things he had to do was nowadays, you know, hospitals have been closing around the borough. Yeah. And now there's these urgent care centers. But urgent care centers come and go. They pop up. They disappear. You know, they're all over the place. But they're huge. So one of the things we wanted to list in this guide were urban, were urgent care centers. Okay. So Bobby had to go through the lists that we had, and he had to find out if there were any new urgent care, urgent centers. care centers. Now, look, you know, that's not easy to do, but you learn a lot by doing it. And one of the things you learn is you have to make phone calls. And you have to talk to people that don't want to talk to you, and you have to get information out of them. And in this case, it's like the simplest information in the world, and you're literally doing them a favor, right? Because you're free advertising. It's free. It's free postings in a in a. Um, I did that too. New York Child magazine. Did you do it, it too? I do it too. Yeah, yeah New York you, Child. I yeah, were you having to do it? Totally you did it as well. No, most of them required phone calls, like the ones, especially the camps, like for. Uh, like right. So we had to verify the camp still existed. Sure. They yeah. went out of business, stuff like that. And you can't just trust that you go online and it's going to be there and then yeah. it still actually exists. Yeah. Know? So, you know, Bobby had to do all that. But you learn. Yeah. There's lots of, of different. First of all, you learn how to dial a phone, which phone, I don't know. I messed up my first five because I didn't press one out of, out of state. So yeah, after like, the I first, thought like, my phone was broken when I first got here because I didn't know. After the first nine. six you s- numbers. You think you I'm joking. No. You think I'm joking. I don't. Th- I know. I didn't know you had to press nine to start. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking Alex we're going to bring back we're gonna bring, we're gonna bring back the rotary phones. And we're going to have I would love that. I mean, using the phone. Nobody uses the phone enough these days to begin with. It's all like, shoot me an email, shoot me this, do me that. But learning how to use a phone and make a phone call and have a phone call will get you so far in life. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't even... I I'm sure you're in the same boat then that I don't like seeing... I hate when I, I see... I love it when the when the interns bond like yeah, I know. I hate... It like triggers Should we me. just slowly walk out? Yeah, I know. Let's, just, let them finish the show. Yeah. I don't like seeing like middle schoolers or elementary school kids with iPhones. Like I didn't have one in, in middle school. Yeah. It's like different yeah. for me. No, that's interesting you should I say had that. a flip phone as my first phone in... Sixth yeah, grade, but you had a flip phone in sixth grade. I had a flip phone. What was the rationale? Well, when you were in sixth grade, iPhones weren't out yet. They were invented. The, right the four right was invented. Was in sixth grade. Yeah. Exactly. You were in sixth grade in two thousand seven. No, I was, I was in sixth grade in, in two thousand eight. Ooh, oh, I was nine years old. I was fourth grade. I guess. Oh, so you you were around? Okay, wow. See, we're really getting old, Tony. I just aged tremendously. I think the iPhone born when the iPhone came out. 
My oh, wow. My son wow. I think the second iPhone came out when I got a flip phone. Like, I was my in... Oh, so they, well, they... Back then, they were expensive and stuff like that. I was a senior in like high that. school. Well, I got the iPhone. About. I got the iPhone pretty quickly. And I hadn't... I actually had not... I had one of those um, Nextel phones that were like Oh, yeah. The church... That yeah. yeah, I hated those. That always phones. reminded me of construction. Did you work construction too? Yeah, right. That's what they always seem <laughs> exactly. to use. So I had the, I had one of those, and I literally it broke, and I just took like another flip phone that somebody got rid of. Yeah, and I used that because I heard Apple was coming out with a phone, and I used this crappy flip phone for like two years, just waiting for the iPhone to come. Yeah, out. and when the iPhone came out, I pounced. You jumped on it. I waited till the price came down. It came out. It was really expensive, mm-hmm. and then they dropped the price. And when they drop the price, and I still have my original AT and T account wow. with unlimited oh, wow. giga jiggas. Oh, so wow! Grandfather, that is. That's right. And now, when my kid gets a phone, and this is why I was going to ask you, he's going into sixth grade, and everyone says, "Oh yeah, sixth grade's the year you get him a phone." Mm-hmm. Do I need to get him an iPhone, and uh, with unlimited giga jiggas? I well, I don't think you can anymore. Oh, I can. Oh, you can. Oh, I checked. <laughs> oh, okay. I called them up and I asked, but the spokesperson would not tell me their name. And with oh, that, Mr. Jobs. Mr. Sharp. Um, miss, with that, I think uh, it's time Is to it go. Is it time to wrap it? I mean, we could be in all, here all day No, with we could sit here and chat all day, but we got to wrap it we up. We do have a newspaper to put out. We have work to do. Baseball want, games to report I go on. go to the A4. I want, yeah, you got to get back yeah. to the A4. Yeah. I want to thank uh, Tony, as always, for, for Thank you, Vince, for giving me a mic. This. I want to thank Ben Verde, or Ben Green, as I like to call him, uh, covering the Cyclones for us, the intern from where? Brooklyn, New York. No, what school? SUNY Purchase. SUNY Purchase. And of course, Bobby, Jimmy, Johnny. What school do you go to? NYU. I've heard of it. Somewhere. And next week on the show, we may have the the mayor or the governor or the borough president. Or we may have him. We may have DeLon, Kevin. Somebody. Somebody Uh, will be here. Tune in to find out who it is. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Take gals.